How are designers like us supposed to know where to begin every project? What questions to ask, selecting materials, how to spec processes, how to be sustainable? If you're asking these questions, this show's the answer. All right, packaging peeps, I've got a special message from our sponsor, idpdirect.com. If you want a more transparent supply chain and color consistency across your entire retail packaging program, check out idpdirect.com. Not only do they make some of the most beautiful luxury retail packaging around the world, they're factory direct, meaning you speak directly with a factory making your packaging, not a middleman. Check out idpdirect.com and schedule a consultation anywhere in the world near you. idpdirect.com. Hey guys, it's Belly, the host of Packaging Podcast. Guys, today we're talking about designing packaging to compete on shelf. Now, with the way that I look at packaging on shelf is, you know, there's a saying, everything is fair in love and war. Well, everything's fair in competition on shelf. And the reason is when you're competing on shelf, it's a war, it's a battle. And the other part of that, the flip side is the love part. You want to create emotions and you want that consumer to love that experience of unboxing. So how do we approach that? First, you know, there's a saying, you got to zig when everybody zags, look on shelf, see what everybody's doing. As an example, I just bought uh, eye drops the other day. And when I was looking through all the products on shelf, everybody was using a lot of blue. There's a lot of green happening. And then Visine has done a rebrand at some point, and they're using just a ton of red. On shelf, it was white and red, and that stood out amongst the rest of the product on shelf. That was an example of zigging what everybody's zagging. Everybody's doing blues and greens um, and these really light colors as well. They've got a really strong color. It draws your eye. It attracts you to that pack. Another thing that they did was they've got embossing, they've got raised spot UVs happening, they've got um, a bunch of different processes happening in that, in that initial outer box. Now, this is a really cheap product, right? We're talking something that's sub $10. Um, you grab it, you feel it, you, you get the sense of that, you get the tactile quality of the packaging, but it's something you just rip open, dump the product out and move on, right? So there's not a whole lot of love happening there, but there is a lot of competition. When we're talking about love, um, I typically like to look at luxury products for this. Um, when you receive a gift, the way that you unbox it, you should be able to essentially elevate that emotion at every step of the unboxing, right? It arrives on your doorstep in some type of a corrugated shipper. Um, you know, how do you tear into that? You have to like cut, is it like an H tape where they've got tape on both sides and across the middle and you've got to cut three panels? Um, is there a tear strip? that introduces you into the product without you having to go get hardware, you know, tools to cut into this thing. Each of those things matter. Each of those things build upon the previous one. When you open the box, is the box appropriately fit to the shipper? Can I put my hands inside and pull the box out? Does the box um, lift itself out? Like, you know, what's, what's been created to make that one moment easier? Uh, and why that matters is if you've got an ill-fitting box and you have to take the the shipper and flip it upside down and dump that product out, you've just devalued the entire experience just with that one movement. And the idea here is from the consumer side, if you've spent 500, 1,000, whatever that dollar amount is that you feel is a luxury product, you've spent that much money on, on a product and it doesn't feel as if the brand respects the product, it's really hard for you to respect the product as well. Um, so again, if, if you have to dump something out, it feels like you're dumping out the trash. It just doesn't, it's not a good feeling. So you want to make sure that that product is fit to the, to the pack so that you can remove it easily. Once you remove that product away from the shipper, um, making sure that that shipper doesn't feel like there's way too much packaging happening there, like, you know, a lot of filler. And then when you open up that product packaging, 
it should be seamless. You know, you should be able to understand how to open it, whether there's a ribbon pull, whether there's a die cut, whatever that is that just indicates to the consumer how to get into the pack. And then once they get into the pack, you want to make sure that you are bringing them closer. And what I mean by that is I've seen boxes where the flaps fold forward towards the consumer, which means they've got to push the box back in order to make space between themselves and the product to allow for those flaps to come down. Those flaps don't make any sense ever. Like you should never have to watch the consumer push the packaging away from them to make room for more packaging. You want them to bring that product closer to them because that's, you know, it's almost like this embrace, right? It's that consumer, that product, that embrace that happens. You want them to fall in love with every step of that experience, drawing them closer and closer to the product. That final unveiling, I mean, if it's a ring, for example, you know, is there a sleeve around that piece that gives you that final last moment of anticipation where you're like, oh my God, I'm getting to the final product here. Um, or it may be at that point is a sleeve too much. Like you've got to be able to balance those things out. Um, so again, if you're competing on shelf, if you're competing um, with packaging, a big thing is making sure that you balance out the war and the love side of this. You got to be able to compete enough, but be able to deliver enough of a emotional connection in packaging um, to make it count. If you don't deliver that emotional connection, what you're going to deliver is a flat experience. And those are the ones that people photograph and share and say, mm, this wasn't a great product. It has nothing to do with the product. It's all about the packaging because they feel that you didn't respect it as a brand. So they have a little respect for that product as well. And you know what's going to happen? They can return it, right? If it delivers in a way that doesn't feel elevated enough to the price point they've paid, all of a sudden it devalues the product. That $500 product doesn't feel like a $500 product anymore. It feels no different than a $50 product. And for somebody that's paid 500 bucks for a $50 item with free returns, they're going to return it. So keep that in mind, guys. I appreciate you listening. Um, any questions, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Look forward to talking to you next time. All right, we'll talk. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us on the show. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the Packaging Podcast. That way, you can get an insightful podcast every day. The Packaging Podcast is hosted by me, Avelio Matos. If you enjoyed the show, pay it forward by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. It'll help grow the show and support our growing audience. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk soon.